Welcome to Blade TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV, and I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. All right, guys and girls, we're going to be covering Daredevil episodes 10, 11, and 12. The old man in the box, 380, which what we just talked about was not our favorite title, and Dark at the End of the Tunnel. I think that one's kind of cool, but... Well, I mean, a little light would have been helpful for these three episodes. Yeah, so... I don't don't know how you were feeling, but... uh, We're going to kind of get into it a little differently this time, because... We both feel that these three episodes were pretty weak. They weren't the greatest. Um, Especially coming off of the last three that we just watched. I, mm. Well, there was a massive high where the Punisher in the prison was just so good that... It was going to be hard to maintain that. True. And i got to be honest, the hand stuff with Stick and Nobu, and it's not really doing it for me like the Punisher stuff is. The, I mean, I guess do we want to call this like mysticism? With everything that's going on with the hand? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's it, quite a bit of um, at least the biggest reaches we've seen so far on the show. Yeah, like, it's just not necessarily fitting for me, especially in the Marvel verse, because I mean, this is still all connected with the Avengers and all of their movies and TV shows. And so the fact that they're adding this element to it, it's just, it's not hitting for me. Have we heard them mention that in this universe? It's like the the Avengers type stuff. I mean, they've like we've kind of seen things like with the Tower and Jessica Jones and stuff, and a couple of other things, and they're trying to move them into the movies. But I mean, there's contracts and all that, and that's saved for next week's episode. But true, I just what I loved about season one Daredevil was how street level it is, mm-hmm. and how it's based in realism. It's the reason you like. The Nolan verse Batman's. Yeah, it's you know, it's why you like Jessica Jones. It's, it's gritty and real, and yeah. like it was like you could almost relate to it. Well, you just you could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Now it's tough thinking about Daredevil Murdoch, you know, and how he uses like echolocation and super senses since he's blind, but somehow you're still able to get past that and feel more realism in this show because he takes a beating. I think is why we're able to get past that and feel the realism. I agree. I and, agree. And it shows throughout the series, and that's something we've been raving about the entire time. True, true. But let's end the raving, because uh, these three episodes, like we said, were not our favorites. Um, we do hit, we'll hit the big moments, though. Um, let's start with, we'll start with Punisher, because unfortunately he got the shortest shift on this uh, three-episode arc. Yeah, he was mainly a first episode heavy, and then... Kind yeah. of dies down a bit. Karen does some, you know, running she, around investigational type stuff after Reyes and Foggy get shot up in the office. Well, I mean, I think we can go back a little bit and talk about the office a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind. Because, um, I mean, that was pretty big because we get the big reveal of what we thought was going on. And there's that Reyes set him up. She uh, set up a sting operation that went way south. Way south and admitted to not clearing the park beforehand. Which I think is, you know, it was a good idea not to clear it. But when you go out on that big of a limb, you just got to bite the bullet. You know, sorry for the uh, turn of phrase there, but. Yeah, but I mean, like she says, I mean, it was all career-based decisions, you know. But when Um, you got to take, when you take the risk, you got to be able to take the repercussions that go with it. Oh, absolutely. But she's. Well established that she's not willing to take no, those risks. No, not at all. <laughs> not at least not the risk to her career. She's willing to risk everybody else's life. But um, 
But uh, this is kind of a cool scene. They were kind of framing it a little bit. You know, they kept showing the window behind her and stuff like that. I was like, something bad's about to happen. Feel something coming, Mm -hmm. you know? And boy, did it come! It really did, in broad daylight, nonetheless. Um, Which made me think more that this wasn't castle style. Yeah, it was just a little. He does everything at night for the most part. Yeah, and it was just like too risky, too in your face. It did, but those. Gun spray and everything kind of reminded me back to the first introduction of the Punisher. Oh yeah, the Irish spray and everything, and and I think it was supposed to bring you back to that. I kind of wish we would have gotten like a zoom in, or not necessarily zoom in, but like where it pans out of the window and we just see one man like packing up the rifle or something, just to give us that little bit of extra. Maybe it was the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, because. Because it felt like a setup the entire time. Yeah, it just wasn't uh, it wasn't played well enough. I feel, and they tried. I mean, they tried a lot. First off, Foggy gets hit too, um, which he, I thought was kind of cool. He he put Karen down before Foggy. You know, he gave Karen, he gave Foggy a push. Yeah, and then Karen a full on dive. <laughs> I mean, I would be diving on top of Karen as well in that situation. Anytime you possibly can, <laughs> um, but. Like I said, I don't want to go too scene by scene, but this was kind of the 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 fire that lights the fuse for the next three episodes. It was, and I mean, it was a big setup, and I mean, it, we kind of needed to talk about it a little bit. And then also with it, did do you think it was a little far fetched with Matt's hearing? Like, are we playing a little too loosey goosey with it? Well, because that that to shot me, had to yes. be far away. Because the way they're showing him struggle with hearing the ninjas. Mm-hmm doesn't jive with the fact that he could hear stuff three and four stories below him to me or i mean that had to be like at least a mile close to a mile away you know different building different height level for that spray pattern yeah and didn't he hear like the gun cock and yeah he hears like it that. cock and that's where he knows like oh get down push, yeah jump. Uh, yeah they're playing real fast and loose with this hearing mm-hmm. um i miss his smell stuff like he used to smell everything, and uh, like we I got, want to see his fire vision again. You know, yeah, like, I mean, let's get the other senses back going. Yeah, just like you know when they when they really showed it in the first season. Like, what do you see? And he says, like, like the world's on fire, mm-hmm. and it was so cool to see that. And they just have not gone back to it, and I miss it. And I mean, it would have brought a lot of different things to this episode, like. With not being able to see the hand and everything, or mm-hmm. actually hear them, you know, we bring that fire vision out in the dark or anything, and that's something else that he could have played with, especially since his eyes are so red. Like it. Bothers, oh, absolutely. Like I mean, the the red eyes bother me. So let's give it a reason. <laughs> you know, let's yeah. get that fire vision in there. Yeah, I really would have liked to have seen it, and I agree with you. They're playing a little loose. A, well, a lot loose mm-hmm. with the hearing stuff. But anyway, this little. You know, lit match was basically to start the blacksmith, you know, conversation. Yeah. And his whole storyline. Now, I was expecting kind of a prolonged introduction to another character that we might see later on in another season. That's not how it's been this season. It's been introduction and die pretty quickly. But that's the deal. Like, I really like this actor. This dude's awesome. Um, He's gotten a little old now. It's tough to see him play some of these roles now, but... But, I mean, this is the perfect role for him to kind of play. Yeah, he's a boss man. He's not somebody out there doing the damage. So, you know, the stuff on the boat and... 
how did you like the fake uh, blacksmith thing? Because it didn't jive well with me at all. Well, it reminds me of the Negan thing we're seeing on Walking Dead right now, where everybody was saying they were Negan, and you know, until you actually meet the real character and stuff. But it's just, I don't know. It, I never felt like that was yeah. the real guy. Were they as cowardly as this guy on the boat was in The Walking Dead? Or? No, no. Um, so they at least sold it stupid. a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, and you didn't feel like it in the show either, because unfortunately, you just know too much in pop culture. Yeah, with Walking Dead, we knew who Negan was. Yeah. Like It was yeah. released early. Yeah. Um, but I never felt like this was the guy. I didn't like the boat explosion. I didn't understand how that killed the 10 guys on the shore there. No. The explosion went straight up. I didn't see how all those people must have died. Any shrapnel exploding, especially with him and Matt getting off the boat. Yeah, I, I thought this was weak. Really weak. And even then, the fact that the Punisher was believing that that was the blacksmith, I was like, what, what is going on? You are the most informed person we've had. Yeah, yeah. I I do enjoy when Daredevil comes in and stops him from just waylaying people. That's kind of fun. He threw a hammer, yeah. knocked his gun out of his hand and stuff like that. It's a little dark comedy that always kind of breaks the ice with it, and it always hits. Yes, but this is also when the Punisher fully like breaks with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. He's like, you just don't get it. You know, I need him to stay down. Yeah, kind of. Was that that? Was that the scene that, or is this a different scene that I'm thinking about? No, I think this is it. I mean, because they kind of whoop each other's ass on the boat. Yeah, they do. And he's sitting there talking. He's like, "No, maybe your way's right, and we're needing to go with your way, and we can do it this one time." He's like, "No, it doesn't work like that. Once you jumped on my side, you're there." Yeah, and I can't go back. Right, and he, in a way, is like he's protecting him from that. He's like, I don't want you to cross that line. He's that dark conscious for But he also is like, stay the hell out of my way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're becoming a nuisance. So, you know, throws his ass overboard. And then the ship goes up and you're, you of course realize he's not dead. No, not by um, a long shot. But for some reason, all the blacksmith lackeys are have died on the, on the shore. And the police are convinced that the Punisher is somehow dead because no one could survive the explosion. And I was just like, oh, man. Yeah, Mahoney's coming up, you saw the same explosion as I did, Karen. No one survived <laughs> that. I'm like, ugh. Have we, have we not been in the same investigation, Mahoney? They should have done a better explosion, first yes. of all. Um, but anyway, uh, what else did we get? As far as Punisher goes. As far um, as Punisher goes? I mean, do we just want to jump into the next few episodes? I guess. Let's get Let's run them over. Okay. Um, yeah, let's just go character by character. We don't... We only get, like, glimpses of him for a while. Yeah. He goes and saves Karen, and that leads to the uh, Karen and Punisher show that they've kind of been leading up to, like, the little buddy partnership. It seems like she's the only one he trusts, and... But they took it a little too far with the diner scene. The, you weren't feeling the diner scene? I liked it in some points, but when he started talking about the love stuff and how she's in love with Matt and she's lying and blah, blah, so blah. So you don't want him to be that caring. You just need him to be a ruthless killing machine. I don't want him opening it up to Karen. Okay. You know what I mean? No, like, no, 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 no. I don't feel like he knows her that well that he would be so vulnerable around her. That makes sense. Because he's only vulnerable around Daredevil. He's not even vulnerable around Matt. It's just Daredevil. Yeah, because he understands that Matt, or Daredevil, I'm sorry, understands at least what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, So I can see him opening up to, to Daredevil, but to Karen, I'm just like, okay, 
you know, use it for the bait and stuff. And that it was wasn't cool. even provoked. He just went into a ramble with it. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this before, the, before we started podding, but I felt like these three episodes like made a screeching halt on the excitement it was building. You know, because you get so pumped up because it's like, wow, he just broke out of prison. All this cool stuff's going to happen. And then we just get this. Well, I mean, really, the only Punisher scene that I loved was the second half of this diner scene, which was the fight scene. The diner fight was awesome. It might have been my favorite fight. Well, no, because the jail scene was. The jail fight is too good. But, I mean, this one, like I loved how they brought it. We were talking about it, the coffee pot back. He's yeah. like, hey, just I'm going to need as much black coffee you can pump out of this place. <laughs> and sure enough, she goes and puts a fresh pot on for him, and that was murder weapon one. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just kind of races down the hall, the, well, the walkway there, blazes the first guy, mm-hmm. and then, you know, has to dive over the bar. and As the shotgun blast barely. And that's one of the few times. Man, it was good. I loved that kind of thing because it's done in all the westerns. Oh, it's and a trope. Yeah, big time trope. But it worked. I don't know how they do it because it looked like a shotgun blast blew everything off the top of the bar right as his foot clears. Yeah, like you barely see it clear, and then you see the explosion come from the barrel of the shotgun, and then just blow everything behind the yeah. counter and stuff. I can only assume that that's that's all it is. It's just a fire blast that they're shooting out of that. That's that's actually moving all that stuff. You know, maybe that's a question for Steve Tolan. Yeah, and, yeah. Maybe next time y'all have another interview with him. <laughs> yeah, you know, just throw something in like that. Absolutely. Um, but we got a really cool fight. He's trying to get the blacksmith information out of these guys. Um, they know nothing. Yeah. I mean, really, it pretty kind of tortures these fellas for a minute there. Um, he likes to have his fun. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, we got a cool thing of Karen, like, about to throw up, you know, as she sees what's done to him. And she became very wet blankety to me yeah, throughout see, these last three episodes. And they tried to advance her, but it just, not, it all fell flat for me. I, I'm sorry to get off of Punisher, but. No, because she's directly involved with Punisher. They are intertwined through yeah. these episodes. And I know she has the stuff at the, you know, the newsroom. The Washington Bullet or something. Yeah, but. That stuff was kind of dragging to me, and then the stuff with the Punisher is like, okay, it looks like it's building up to something that could be really cool, and then when we meet the blacksmith and find out who it is, it's just like a resounding thud. Yeah, the reveal wasn't done well to me at all. Like, we're going, sitting there talking, and like as soon as we see him again, it's like, man, yeah, I really feel like this is the blacksmith. Yeah, as soon as she went in and I saw his hair, and I knew who it was, I was like, oh, well... Yeah, this is him. Karen, red flag alert. Let's yeah. go. Move, move. Oh, nope. He's got you. And they did like a Hannibal Lecter type reveal. I don't know if you remember in, I think it was, it's Hannibal, I believe. But the Edward Norton one where he's like looking at the books and the photos and stuff. And yeah, Hannibal Lecter's behind him talking to him and stuff. And it's just like. And then just clicked and you tried to yeah. come with a BS excuse. Okay, yeah. I think my car's still running. Let me go yeah, check let on Let me get that. out of here. It's getting late, you know. <laughs> I just like, man, this is super tropeville. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they just shown this thousands of times in shows and movies. I just was hoping for something a little more nuance. You and know. no, and no, we just kind of get the same. They leave. He gets hit by a truck. I like the thing with the CD was still in the car, and the Punisher let Karen know that he was around by it playing. Yeah, that was a cool touch. But 
And I mean, yeah, no, I'll give them the due because things like that, those little details are really what accentuate a show to the next level, which is something they didn't do a lot in the, well, that's in the, the back thing. end of the season. They hit that detail, but every other one I was like, yeah. you know, just kind of, just kind of, I don't know, stuck up the joint. I hate this because I love this show and I love this. And I love it and we love the Punisher. But I really want to see him more than I want to see the hand stuff, more than I want to see Stick and Elektra. Um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to all that. Let's go ahead and finish the Punisher up. Okay, Punisher nails him with the truck, drags him into the woods. Karen's chasing after him. They walk up on a shed. Now, I guess I didn't realize that they hadn't even gotten off this guy's property yet. No. Um, but anyway, he's dragging him to the shed. Karen's yelling at him saying, we could end it right here. You Very don't have blanket. to kill him. You know, don't, you know, you can change now. You know, now's the time you can make this decision. And he's like, Pfft. no, I mean, he's already gone too far. He's done the courtroom. He's accepted that he's the punisher and everything. And it's not going to end Matt's way. No. Like, because he knows that he has to make sure that they're not getting back up. And if he didn't kill him, I think that would have been the biggest letdown of the season. But we also, we do get a little thing where the blacksmith is talking about Go on, tell her what happened in Afghanistan. Something else happened over there. Obviously, these other guys that are super loyal to him were involved. Yeah, because I mean, there's no other reason why they bring they're able to be this successful in the drug trade without anybody knowing. Absolutely, and we—it's pretty common knowledge that poppy fields in Afghanistan are huge. It's like yeah. the number one exporter of heroin. Um, in the world, which I'm really sad that I didn't discover it was a blacksmith right off the bat with how it was completely ghost. You know, military was really the only explanation for how they're importing it in and out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. And <sighs> seeing that before too, you know, I, yeah, I mean that that's pretty much always the answer. Yeah. Um, anyway, drags him in. This guy's kind of, kind of messing with him, kind of poking at him. Like he wants to die rough. But, you know, he's talking about there's plenty of toys in here to torture me with. And do you think that's what it was? It. Or do you think he knew what buttons to push to actually get a quick death? Yeah, maybe he was kind of goading him into, you know, making it quick and painless. But I, I think that's, that's what I got from it is because he knew the Punisher well enough. You know, he'd been his leader and everything. It was CEO, like, yeah. I, I know exactly how far you can go. So how can I end this quickly? Yeah, but you know he's like, you know, I've taught you a few things, and he says, one shot, one kill. You taught me that. Shoots him in the head. And uh, Karen walks off. That was a terrible motto to begin with, and then to end it like that, I just. Well, they just had so much build up for this blacksmith character, only to be just shot in the head unceremoniously in a shed. Which I mean, we could have at least made it like the Irish mob boss and give him a full shotgun blast. Which only appears to lead us. Like this entire thing only seems to lead us to him discovering the weapons cache and the Kevlar and Kevlar vest that happens to look like the base of a skull. I mean, it pretty much looks like his X-ray. Yeah, it's going to end up obviously being his costume. You know, um, I don't know. I'll be slightly disappointed if that's the case, which it appears that that is the case. Yeah. Because who else is left that had anything to do with his family getting killed? No one. That's and it. So now it's just going to be him cleaning up the streets however he sees fit. Well, that's the thing is I'm curious now, what's his target? It's still going to be the drug trade and all that, just the mid-level people. 
that are doing harm that he doesn't think needs to be doing it anymore. And so the interesting thing is, are we going to get a spinoff of the Punisher's own thing? Or is he strictly going to be stuck with Daredevil a la the Defenders? I don't know. Because it's... Because a lot of people were loving the Punisher and they want a full Punisher series. I'd love to have a full Punisher series. The problem is, how big is Hell's Kitchen? I mean, you can't... We can't keep just having these same... Well, I mean, the Punisher pops in with everybody. And so... There's a lot of ways to go. It's just does Netflix have enough time and money, and is Marvel going to give them that much of a leash? I don't know. Maybe maybe he's better in a limited like, role, like featuring roles, like bring him in for Jessica Jones, bring him in for Iron Fist and um, Luke, Cage. Luke Cage. I think he'd fit in just right with Luke Cage and all yeah, that. Yeah, just kind of bring him in and have him be. A secondary character, but the thing is, is every time he's on the screen, he steals he the show. Deals it. I mean, just owns the suit. So I, you know, I want to see him as much as I can, but I don't want him to oversaturate too. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that ends up. You know. And so then I think we just head back, and we you want to talk about Daredevil next, or just the small bits of Foggy? All right. Well, with Foggy, we get obviously he's in the hospital quite a bit because he's healing from his gunshot mm-hmm. wound. Um, he gets a visit from his little girlfriend lawyer who kind of puts the bug in his ear about, could Separating. I put your name out? Yeah. You let, me, let me get some feelage and see where you are because your your stock's actually a lot higher than you think it is. Right. His opening statement at the Punisher case actually turned some heads. Which I don't know why. I don't... It wasn't uh, yeah. that amazing, I guess, to me, but... um. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they got to have something to do for Foggy now. You know, I don't... I mean, you don't want to just write him off because he's a needed comedic relief. Right. But see, if the Castle case is over, that was Foggy's role, you know, other than just Matt's best friend. Which is kind of loose with this entire season. Which is extremely crumbling at yes. this point. Um, but, you know, so we get that. The uncertainty of whether or not the law firm is ever going to come back together. Uh, I don't think it's uncertainty. I, I think the law firm's dead. The weird thing that he is in his room with the bullet in him and just kind of overhears some ninjas come mm-hmm. and attack the hospital. Um, but we, uh, then he goes and later in like the 11th or 12th episode, he goes to see Matt just to try to get that one more confirmation that, you know, we can do this. And Matt just shuts him down again. Like he well, wants to be talking. Well, Foggy kind of shuts him down too. You know, he's like, yeah, I hoped you would have, you know, we would have talked about it, but I'm relieved we didn't. Yeah, but I mean, that's only after he was willing to be talked into it. I think he would have been willing to. Um, but I don't think he would have been willing to if Matt wasn't willing to give up the Daredevil stuff. Ooh. See, I don't know about that. I think he was still... He he just loves Matt so much, and he doesn't want to lose that friendship because he knows yeah. if he loses that friendship, then Matt's gone forever. It's just going to be Daredevil. Yeah, I know, but I I think he's concerned that he'll lose that friendship based on his friend dying. Well, you know? uh, it's like they keep talking about uh, Claire. We get Claire quite a bit. She talks about burning the candle on both ends. That's what he's doing. I, I mean, mean she was can't... hitting Matt heavy, or she was hitting Daredevil oh, heavy a lot, and I liked it. Because every time she jumps on the screen, it's like, hey, Claire's bringing something to the show. We're advancing. We're looking deep into people. 
Right. And see, there we go. Three episodes. We're already done talking about Foggy. Yeah. I mean, Foggy gets a small scene with Claire, basically as she's quitting the hospital. But yeah, how, how you doing? Is everything? No, I just kind of quit my job. And that's I mean, it. <laughs> we'll jump into her. Uh, Claire. Uh, we get some pretty cool Claire stuff, at least. Claire agrees to... All right, well, we left off with the people getting drained. Yeah. The blood bag people. And Daredevil smartly goes, hey... I know somebody. Just send them to her discreetly. Like, yeah. Don't even check them in. I thought this was cool. This was a good detail. Like, Very smart. Put them in this hospital where I have a friend. Don't let anybody know which one you're sending to. Not only that, they put them in a remodeling floor of the hospital mm-hmm. where nobody knows anybody's up there. Yeah. I mean, this floor's not even open. Right. So I thought that was a cool detail. Um, and then- But there's still all the tension. They're like, they will find us at some point. Yeah, because they you always know. do. And I mean, that's that's been driven into us from when Stick was saving Electra. He's like, there's always one more. They always find you. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like the details they were putting in there with Claire. I like, you know, her taking charge. You know, you see the fear. You know, she's bringing in her nurse friend. It's like, you know, this, this is sketchy, but please just stick with me. Um and we see her creativity, though. Oh, we have no more ice or anything. Oh, uh, what do I do? What do I do? Vending machine. Vending machine. Yeah. Go get me every cold soda you can possibly get. Yeah. Yeah, so... And so we see how she's going to be useful in not just Daredevil, and I'm assuming what season three will be, but also in the other shows. Because Definitely. she's quick I mean, on her feet, and now she's jobless. And I hope she full-on turns into the night nurse. Oh man, we can we can only hope that Marvel will give us that. I mean, because where does she go from here? Otherwise, you know, she or she's going to be kind of like blacklisted in the hospitals in the area. I would assume. Yeah, there's no way she's going to get another nursing job. Um, so I'd love to see it become full time night nurse. You know, um, but before that, we get ninjas attacking the hospital while she's in taking care of these. It was like five, wasn't it? Five of the. Blood yeah. bag type people. Five um, incubators, I guess is what we can call them, because we find out that not only were they being drained of their blood, but they were... Pump full of toxins. Like what, I think it was seven to ten different toxins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think they said like seven toxins that they were filling them up with before they were drained. So there's something in the toxins. I think it's going to be the immortality thing that, you know, whatever recipe, oh. whatever recipe is used to do that. They have to like incubate it in a person. I like where and you're going drain with this. It, you know, so if that's what the hand discovered that they have to do that, you know, then mm-hmm. that'll be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, she, we get a scene where she comes to check on him. Old boy has killed his accountant daddy. Yep. Um, and they're all standing there like some cult, like a, like like, a horror show almost. You know, I saw it was like a cult. And like he was the leader, ready to go, and we're getting ready to stab you, Claire. Yeah, uh, this was actually a pretty cool scene. I got goosebumps. My hairs are actually a little raised just going back thinking about it. The like, power shuts out. Everything goes black. You kind of get like the flickering light. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "Oh, great! What could? Do that? What else could this go wrong in this hospital?" Right, right. And uh, but yeah, man, it goes up there, and they're just standing in a line. Dad's bleeding out on the floor, <laughs> and. Uh, Pretty pretty vicious stuff and pretty cool, pretty cool. And then of course we get ninja attack. And were you interested in how quickly they were trying to get back to the ninjas? Like I mean, they were begging the hand to take them and trying to like break the windows and stuff. Oh, absolutely. They I, were. 
I wasn't prepared for that. In all I wasn't honesty. either. I didn't understand it. Um, I'm sure I will. I don't know how they're brainwashed. Maybe it's the uh, toxins that they're pumping into them. You know, it's kind of like heroin or something. That they just miss the feeling. These people weren't going like they were drug addicts, so they were going like they were serving. You know what I mean? Like, True. This was a little different. I just, I don't know. I, uh, I hope they explain it in the last episode. I've not seen it yet, so maybe they'll have a little more explanation for the stuff. Um, but we get a pretty cool fight here. Um, Matt shows up, he's helping out. Well, I mean, he'd been on the roof waiting for him. Yeah, so uh, that's true. I forgot we had the big Claire conversation with Matt and stuff, and he's refusing to go and see Foggy in the hospital. I mean, this is where we learn that Matt's pretty much cutting his anchor, wants no more ties to humanity, and just wants to be Daredevil full time. And he's willing to risk, you know, knowing what he's trying to save just to save it. Because we've learned that his Catholic guilt's taken full thing, and he's like, yeah, I saved these people, but not quick enough. You know, he's never going to be able to feel satisfied. He can't focus on anything but Daredevil stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and he tells us, like, no more law. Yeah, he's planning on not being a lawyer yeah. anymore. Um, so no more th- friendships, no more relationships. Do you think he's going to take a Punisher side in this and actually start killing? He he appears to be he's going that way because I mean know? he's definitely open to it, as but he said. Some something's going to bring him back from the brink. You know, it's like Claire tells him, "Is like don't forget, you know, why you're saving yeah. people." Because as soon as you cut these ties and everything, you will. Yeah, you'll lose all the reasoning behind this and why why you started this in the first place so you know i like that stuff i like the like the deep gray area i usually you know fully enjoy yeah she's another character i feel like kind of owns owns the screen a little bit when she's on there so and any conversation can happen with her like it all feels natural and so that's what i like about her character i agree i agree but like you said we got the cool ninja fight um Nurse friend gets run through with the sword, which is pretty Savage. brutal. Yeah. Um, Matt, you know, comes down, starts helping. They're fighting, fighting, and then <laughs> Claire tries to help. Gets poor, one of poor. them out of the window mm-hmm. with the uh, IV stand, and then quickly follows out the window. She is quickly. I was really surprised by this. She is thrown out of the window. <laughs> I mean, <pretty laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a good laugh of it, and he dove and caught her perfectly, which I, I did have a problem with this as he's catching the rope and swinging back through the window. I was like, calm down, Tarzan. Uh, you're right, blind. Well, if we're talking about physics. Hit me. She's thrown out. He jumps out. Mm-hmm. What is it? What's the rule? Like, everything falls at the, at the same, same speed. Exact, yeah. You know? But she, you can change that with how you've dive and I he dove out aerodynamically yeah. so she was a lot more catching they better a lot been of the up wind. many stories many 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 stories um to give that i mean i think this thing's probably like what 10 stories they're cutting it close so I'll yeah say i mean it's um, a hospital they're not skyscrapers or anything and then to grab her and grab the rope to slow them down and you know swing through swing through another window so that's what I'm saying. They didn't even swing through like the bottom floor. They swung through like the mid another window. <laughs> uh, but this was cool too. I like how they landed when they came through the window. It looked like it hurt. Yeah, it was harsh. I mean, she like hits hard, hard. She was not ready. I like that they showed her cut up 
because that glass would tear you up mm-hmm. if you went through it. And then if you landed on a pile of it. Um, You're cut up pretty badly, and she's feeling those throughout the Like, they do this part, this attention to detail to the injuries and everything. No other show's doing that. Yeah. No, I like that stuff. I mean, all you have to do is look at Punisher's face. Yes. It's brutalized. How long do you think, how much time do you think's elapsed since, like, the start of the season? Maybe a week? I don't know, but his face gets worse and worse (laughs) and worse every episode. I mean, it might as well just paint it black yeah. at this point. I mean, it is. Give, give the man a face mask or something. It is nasty. I mean, it is tenderized meat. It's brutal. <laughs> um, but we get him chasing them on the rooftops. They're trying to get all the blood bags away. Mm-hmm. Um, he's running after him, running after him. And this is where you first get the glimpse of where they stop using the swords. And they're kind of punching him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they're not really like... They don't even seem like they're trying to kill him at this point. No, they're just trying to stop him and delay him so they can just get trying away. to delay him so they can get away with the blood bags, which didn't make much sense. Well, I'm going to ask you about some of the stuff too when it comes to Electra about the way they fight. So he, they end up disappearing on him. Yeah, you know he he's not far behind him, but when he gets like into the open area, all of a sudden they have just like vanished without a trace. He can't hear him, can't track, can't him. smell him, can't track him at all. So this leads us to the the foggy conversation. Um, Foggy's dad or granddad used to be a moonshiner. Oh yeah, yeah. His granddad was the moonshiner, and uh, he ran through the, the railway tracks, which essentially looked like some sewers. Well, the thing is, he said, look at the manhole covers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you mean sewers? Uh, so, I don't know. This was a little wonky, yeah. I guess. Because I didn't see any tracks. or. And they were pulling up like a map. What Didn't he like pull out a map to show them? Well, Ma- Murdoch was already looking at a map. Which I, I was like, mm, blind man looking at a map. All right. A braille map. It was a braille map, but still... I don't understand it at all. Never seen a Braille map myself. <laughs> are, are these mountains or? I don't have a clue what was going on here. I'm not blind. I don't understand it. All uh, right. Uh, we'll cut the benefit of the let's doubt. Let's move on. Before but we also, any blind people. We did have one scene. It, it's jumping back to Karen, but it did just hit me where she talked to her when she was talking to the punishers like, hey, I don't feel comfortable because I don't have attorney client privilege. Oh, well, you were right. You and so the got- entire time. All, she could have just been put on the stand. Yeah. And it's over. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know why that just came back and hit me, but it did. Well, because you've been preaching about the attorney-client yeah. privilege thing for episodes now. It's really bugged me. <laughs> yeah, because she has no right necessarily to be anywhere. And, I mean, if Diaz or Reyes would have just thrown her on the stand, boom, case closed. Yeah. Foggy screwed. Yeah. His name is exactly where he thinks it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, okay, and any. so we're back into the railroad, old railroad system. Okay, well, I think this is all kind of funneling into what we're going to close this episode on, which is, do we want to talk about Claire losing her job completely? Because yeah, we, let's, we let's did, do that. Let's we, do that. So we, do you think everyone in the hand is dead, or do you think it's just like a certain select members, like that guy that they just happened to catch one of the dead people? Because I'm now leaning towards everyone's dead. Everyone's an immortal. Right. It seems that way. Because they have the one that she threw out of the building. Mm-hmm. And they open up his top, and he has a 
autopsy why an autopsy why scar mm-hmm. and the doctor's like or medical the, the, the coroner type guy well the, it wasn't the coroner type guy it was like the gm of the hospital the guy that runs yeah it. so the president maybe well it, i'm talking about the guy that was actually on the recording device looking at the scar and he was like what the hell Okay, and then the yeah, GM yeah, yeah. guys like shut it down. Well, I don't think it was a corner because no, because they said yeah, call the corner and he's not it. So, but he's somebody that looks at like cause of death type deal. I, I, like, it's not that important. whatever. Yeah. Employee of the hospital, um, you know, wants to know why the hell is that scar already there? Because mm-hmm. that's normally what an autopsy would look like. Um, so this is when I started leaning like, okay, all these people are dead and immortals. Yeah, GM gets a call. Oh, sorry. Um, and it's obvious that high up people are going to want to shut this down. Have said shut this down. Tell no one. Which nothing I'm not happened. liking. I'm not liking that we're bringing the mysticism in and then we're just completely smushing it. Well, it it makes it look like the rich people, the hand and stuff like that, just made a massive donation to the hospital in order to make this go away. Um. Or just higher ups are calling and snowballing down. It just seems like lazy writing to me. It does. And this just means more and more people are now aware of something going on. Yeah. Even if you're the ones covering it up, you know too much now. I mean, you're going to have to die. Yeah, you will all die now too. So I hope they kill all these people, really. And like we, maybe like it's just like Claire reading the newspaper and it's just like another one done. Another one done. Or they're coming yeah. for me now. But it, it seems like very lazy writing and I don't like how they did that. And then we find out a couple scenes later that the head nurse was like, hey, you know, good news is you still have a job. You know, I went to bat for you, did everything I could, but you're on two strikes. Claire's like, hey, what about my friend? She died by a junkie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I will not let this stand. Well, that's kind of the Frank Castle deal. They made it look like her, his family was killed by some junkies. Yeah, just a nice little cover up. You know, nice clean Um, one shot. So... Claire's like, hell no, you know, won't stand for it. So she goes and she quits, and I, which I don't know what'll how that'll help her in any form or fashion. No, very high moral ground, which I guess is something I can get behind with how oh, she's been portrayed the entire yeah. time. I, I can't hate on her for that, but like I said, I hope this leads to Night Nurse. Yeah, I think it was a plot advancement for her, for her yeah. to, I don't know how she's going to make an income, if they're just going to start sliding her money or anything. Well, but, I don't know how Murdoch's going to make an income not being a lawyer anymore either. Well, he wasn't making an income as a lawyer anyway, yeah. so. True, true. Well, Electra gave him a nice fat check, I guess, at some so, point. So, I mean, I guess she can still be a sugar mama. True, true. Um, but I think that pretty much wraps up Claire. Yeah, but let's, we do have to talk about Electra being attacked. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, we'll just do Electra and Daredevil kind of together, which, because they're pretty much intertwined. Because, yeah, they're going to lead into each other. Yeah. Um, Electra gets attacked at a airport. Airstrip. Yeah, air, air hangar, I would say. This was random as hell right here. I've got to say, I love the actress they picked for Electra, and I was high on her at the beginning, but this second watch through, her fight scenes aren't believable. Does she, she seem slow? She seems slow. She seems fragile. Like this, I, I'm saying all of this in what I think was her best fight scene because it looked realistic. She was dominating the entire time through. Mm-hmm. And then they finally gave her her weapons after she stole This was extremely random. For the, this is where her size come from. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much a terrible way for her to g- gain her weapons. I mean, they've just... Because the, as soon as the he poster, pulled them out... The poster for this season of Daredevil... 
is the Punisher skull in red mm-hmm. with a sigh stabbed into the skull of it. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's well known that that's Electra's yeah. weapons. And I've been waiting for her to have these the entire time. Yeah. And there's three episodes left before we see her with them in her hand. And it's not like she's like using them like they're her signature weapon. No. It's just like, oh, I'll have these. I'll I'll use them. Yeah, well, it's just like, oh, you have those. And he immediately loses them. Like, I think he just pulled them out and she immediately had them. It was like a magician's trick. Yeah. He, he pulls them out from like under the back of his shirt. And then she immediately pulls them out of his chest and back. Oh, my God. He took a brutal stabbing. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but this I mean, is kind of, I mean, this is kind of cool, but I guess she was trying to get away. She doesn't want to fight the war for the hand anymore. No, because she doesn't know who she is yet. Right. And and she was probably still going to leave until he said, oh, the hand didn't send me. Stick did me. Which didn't make much sense. I mean, I kind of get how he's doing it because he knows that she's the... Uh, black sky and like the only way to do it was if she's dead yeah i just wait they dive into her backstory you see her fighting as a little kid against three grown men uh once again it just doesn't seem real enough to me no uh, especially since she's still willing to kill and like that's what's getting her kicked out of the chase which doesn't make much sense yeah i just i'm really confused on the black sky the hand the chase stuff because it's not all adding up it's not it's not cohesive well um they seem almost too big for the show and they're not able to write them that way well the thing is is i'd like to see the chase to be a much bigger entity than it is i mean so far we've seen like six people that are members of the chase and two of them want out you know daredevil and uh Electra, they, they don't even want to be part of the chase. Well, the thing is, Styx kills one of them, the the black guy that's like his partner. Yep. In the in the flashback scene. He has his three henchmen. Electra kills one at the airport. He has his two guys driving the car that she mm-hmm. runs through nastily. Yeah. Um and that's it. That's the only people you ever see. As and then, far as the chase. Yeah, I mean it's Electra and Daredevil to an extent. Yeah, well, and Daredevil didn't even know he was a chaste. No. You know, or wasn't until he decided, yeah, Electric, I'll join with you and fight these people. But anyway. <laughs> uh, I hope we were able to clear that up for you because we are still looking at each other baffled, not knowing what is going on with the hand or chaste. Yeah, I'm just, I don't, I'm not feeling it because let's get into it. Let's just get into the end here. Okay. Stick gets kidnapped by the the hand. All right. Which makes me think, oh, well, they just wanted to kidnap the big guy who started the hand. Or started the chase. chase. So I was like, okay, cool. Come to find out, they're actually torturing him to find out where it is. Yeah. And I'm like, where's it? What the thing is, is it? He gave this, what I thought was like the handle of a samurai sword or something like that to his guys driving the car. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Then we don't see that again. No. It just goes away. And can we also talk about the torture that they're doing to Stick? Oh, bamboo shoots under the fingernails. Wow. Nasty. Um, that, that, that was the worst torture we've seen on the show. Like, give me the drill through the foot any day. Yeah, that'd be horrible. I mean, I don't know if y'all have ever had a hangnail, but yikes. Yeah. That would be serious bad. That, that brings me down quick, fast, and in a hurry. Oh. You know, you just like every accidentally you just bend back your fingernail. Mm-hmm. Or, or mm-hmm. you, you know. 
you're cleaning out on your nail and you hit the cuticle and stuff. It's like, makes you just sick. It's sick, queasy to your stomach. But and he also, has them shooting out like he's Freddy yeah, Krueger. He, he has all ten. I was really hoping like he would just like play with all ten of them and be like, spirit fingers, guys, look at this. Woo. Yeah. Well, and he's trying to joke and like yeah. have a laugh and stuff like that, but he looks pretty damn terrible. Oh. I mean, A, he's, he's old as the chaste. Yeah, he's and... old as hell. Um, okay, I want to get into this with you. Electra comes, Daredevil comes, free him up. Yeah, like they're almost a race because if she gets there first, Stick's dead. If yeah. Daredevil gets there first, they, they have both a chance. Die. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they get there. We find out that Electra is, is black the sky. black guy. Okay, and he had been kind of against the chase's will, kind of protecting Electra. She realizes that's why all the other people hated her. Why she has such a thirst for killing, right. which is, I mean, her story. Here's my big concern. Nobu comes in. They go full on like we... They bow to her. We're here to serve you. Mm-hmm. It's all we've ever wanted. And they're like kneeling down. He's offering up his sword. She could just kill all of them and they would have no problem. Just like kill us if that's what you need to do. It was a very uh, like Ra's al Ghul, like passing of the torch kind right. of thing to me. They knew Elektra was a black sky the whole time. Why didn't they just say something? No. Why do they keep many episodes before this trying to kill her? I can't say yet. Look at the fight scenes. Oh, no, they're trying to kill her. Yeah. But they also have the secret to immortality. So it doesn't really matter if you kill her or not. Yeah, but they obviously want a black sky. Remember last season, you know, Stick had to kill one of them. Yeah. um, To keep them from getting their hands on it and stuff. I was just like... But you see, they I don't know if they had the tomb and everything yet, and so... Maybe I don't know something from the last episode. That uh, I just, I'm just saying, if they wanted to worship her and wanted her to lead them and all this stuff, they've been trying to kill her for episodes. Part of it, yeah, but also a lot of it that you're saying is trying to kill her has been the Yakuza. It hasn't necessarily been the hand. Okay, see, I'm putting them as one and the same. I didn't know. Maybe they're not. I mean, I I don't know if they are or not, but because we know we've Nobu. seen the, Yuku, the Yakuza, Yakuza. but he's still dresses the hand. You know, he's got the red armor. He's got his weapons. Oh no, I agree. But I remember last season he was the Yakuza representative. Yeah. You know, um, but because like, we got Madame Gao, we know she's the Chinese, which we had a great scene with Madame Gao. It didn't necessarily make <sighs> sense, but which okay, I'm fine with that. But they have not explained how last season Madame Gal put a beat down on, uh, was it Daredevil that he went after her for a second there? Yeah. Or Fisk or somebody. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was Daredevil, I'm pretty sure. But she put like the Street Fighter like glow punch into somebody. And it was fantastic. Yeah. But no explanation of that yet. It's like hey. if she's not the hand, obviously, she's something different. But what the hell is she? <laughs> she got the Tai Chi over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. I'm, I, I think we'll find out at some point. I hope so, because I really like her. She's a good actress. I like how her, her style. Very prophetic yeah, and things yeah, like she's that. Just so calm and cool, you know what I mean? Always the same tone, and I love characters that can pull that off, and it makes sense. And she has like 1,000% control Even, over her people. And... She has 1,000% control over Daredevil, essentially, by yeah. being able to like, 
fine. Yeah, we'll have it under your terms. It doesn't change a thing. You're still just as powerless. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, th- this is a little eerie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, getting off track here. Uh, I don't remember how she originally decides to not be on their side. She just wants to be with Matt. She loves him and wants to do whatever it takes to give them a try. And so she, I think she ends up taking the weapon and starts slashing and gashing people. Yeah, I remember they start fighting. And real, oh no, what it was is Daredevil basically distracts them with a fight and has her run off with stick, remember? Yep. Take him away. But also, before we get to all this, I know we're backtracking a little bit here, is Stick's communicating with Daredevil under his breath and saying, track the exhale. What? Yeah, okay. Once again, fast and very loose Excuse with the hearing stuff. Um, you're whispering under your breath. Well, whispering to where these guys who are torturing you don't understand what you're saying. But Murdoch's hearing you loud and clear. And he's saying, track their exhales. Because you can't hear when they don't use their swords. They move around as ghosts. Yeah, apparently you can't hear a sword coming down to strike you or anything. And you can't hear an inhale. Which is sometimes louder than the exhale. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. Didn't like it. Not a fan. Not a fan. I mean, I just... Yet again, poor writing. Even um, swishing of clothes would have been better or, you know, anything. Literally I, anything besides track the exhale. It's <laughs> pretty much what, what we're asking for. Yeah, I don't understand this at all. I'm not a... Uh, and the thing is, is when you're wearing a mask over your face, you breathe even louder. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Uh, just, this just is poorly just done. Of, like I said, they didn't nail it these few episodes. They just really haven't. The hand stuff... I am not feeling. And like I, I'm still chalking this up as I don't think that they were ready to do a season so quickly. Like one year was a really fast turnaround. Very possible. Very possible. I mean, they we still have another episode to cover. There's a lot to cover, though, in the final episode. I'm sure there is. But I, do you feel like they tried to pack too much into a single season? Like Electra, The Hand, Stick, Castle, everything. Well, I- Reyes. Not really, because all of it kind of, like, hand, chased, stick, is all one story. But should they have just made that the story? No, because then we wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been Trust nearly me, as exciting. I'm not trying to remove the Punisher yeah. at all. I'm just saying, we I, get we get Fisk again. Which, I still want to go back and talk about his one All scene. the Reyes stuff. Um, but the blacksmith, I mean, we got a lot of random stuff. I just think that they should have cut out some of the fluff. Like, I think we should have cut out foggy immediately after the trial. Like, I, well, I and there's a shitload of Karen at the bulletin. Yeah. We, I mean, know. I think they should have just cut that off and dove a little bit deeper, fully committed to the mysticism. And so we could have gotten a little bit more background on either the chase or hand to figure out where they're actually going. True. Because, I mean, I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to put all that into the final episode. Because something's going to have to get cut out of the final episode. You know, either it's going to be no more Punisher, no more Fisk, no more. I mean, clearly we're going to get a lot of hand versus chase. Yeah, I agree. And they're going to have to be cliffhangers of certain kinds because 
they can't wrap up all this stuff. No. Um, and so, I mean, we're still going to need to know where Foggy's going, where Karen's going, Claire. I mean, and so I think if we would have cut, ended those storylines two or three episodes ago. And then focused on a couple plot lines. Yeah, focused yeah. on how Fisk is running everything on the outside. What Punisher's going to do. And then more chase in hand. Right. And done a little bit better writing on their aspects. I think that would have saved it a lot better. I agree. I agree. Um, I know you want to talk about Fisk a little bit. We did get a cool scene with him and Murdoch. Well, it's just because whenever he's on screen, like not only is he the most powerful character, but his presence just absorbs everybody else. Like even the last three episodes we talked about, he put the Punisher in his place. Like the Punisher wasn't stealing the scene; it was Kingpin. It was yeah, no, D'Onofrio's killing this. I really like him in this part, and this is a. This is a tough role to fill, by the way. I mean, he's a strange... I mean, in the comics, he's just so enormous. He is. Like, he's, a, a sumo, he's a sumo wrestler, essentially, sized, but taller. But taller, yeah. Just a monster. So they picked, they picked a big guy, and they didn't make him so overly fat that it doesn't seem that he can't move and be powerful. You no, know? because, I mean, that's the thing about him is he's surprisingly quick. And uh, No, that's not even the right way to put it. He's really fast, and it's just surprising because he's that big. Yeah. But, I mean, he's fast for a small person, and then he's just got this incredible... Extreme gorilla strength. Yeah, hulkish strength. Right. And we see it. Oh, absolutely. When he snatches him up and starts just... Banging him on the table. And then you see the dirt. You see Matt just come in, get one thing where it's like, okay, you know, you're not just a blind person. But then he quickly just smothers him and then throws him back down on the table. Well, Murdoch gets an uppercut inside his arms. Yeah. And he goes, ah, I forgot, son of a boxer. <laughs> but, you know, it's cool because he, he, yeah. he bleeds him. You know, his lips busted and his nose but doesn't even a little phase bit. him. Doesn't face him. He just keeps gorilla pounding him onto the table. And but the end of that, we well, get I mean, kind of even a, like the beginning of it, where what strikes all that, you know, like Matt comes in, he's following all. He first he has to follow uh, Fisk is Fisk all the rules, rules and yeah. everything. So immediately we're known Fisk is in control. Mm -hmm. And then Matt's like trying to throw all these things. His lawyers like you don't have to answer, and he's not. He's just like no, prove it, prove it. Yeah. And then he's, Matt's like no, I will. You asked me about the first time we met, if I remember that. I believe you have Vanessa or someone yeah. you're loving. Plan, I will. Plans on revoking her visa. Everything. It was like, with what, 60 cents and... Uh, $6 in stamps, is what he said. And I can make sure you never see... You can never be with her again. Never, like, be be with her. Yeah. He says you could go and visit her, but you'll she'll never, never be in New York with you. And you'll never leave it. Right. So, taking away... Or splitting the two things he wants the most, mm -hmm. Vanessa and his city. And that sends Fisk into, into a rage. Sends his lawyer out. And then as soon as he does that, Matt's like, uh-oh, you run everything. Snaps his handcuffs. And like, then, they weren't even there. It was like, yeah. two, it was <laughs> just like, boom. Just, psh, and then starts just banging the hell out yeah, of him. Got me, got the scene that we were just talking about. He's like... Yes, I run the. Or you ask the inmates, they'll deny it. You ask the guards, they'll deny it. You ask so and so, they'll deny it. This yeah. is my place, and I've only become more powerful, and I will take everything from you. And it throws Foggy back in. He's like, no, no, Foggy, you both took the laurels. You'll both take the punishment. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh man. So see, that's something where it's like 
now you have to protect Foggy. Mm-hmm. You know, not only is even if, even if he leaves you, doesn't matter. You're, You're still, still going to be watching. It's over on him. your head because you've drugged him into this. So, and then I love how he's just like, and I'll spend more than six dollars in postage. I was just like, oh, this, this is, is going to be. I loved it. And when Matt walks up and like stands up and you like see him stumble yeah. but on the chair and stuff. And like, he's like, walking yeah. out of the cell like he's he still. He better like, have a concussion or two. <laughs> maybe that's why he's changed his hearing tactics or something. Yeah, he's pretty beat down at least. Um, but man. I, I feel like that's a wrap. I mean, I feel, if we yeah, missed something, like then. And like I said, I feel like we we're kind of negative on these three, but I really was negative on them. I was really disappointed. Um, so how, how do you give them as a group? This was my least favorite three. Ooh, even worse than the second. Well, because even the second set had a strong episode. The second episode. set had some Punisher stuff in there that was yeah. hard to top. So this one. I, mean, I give it about like a five and a half, a six. Yeah, I can go around there. I just Some of these storylines aren't grabbing me. No, the the, the hand I, stuff is not getting me. And I hate to put writers under the bus or anything, but I just feel like there was a lot more that they could have done. And we don't know their time constraints or anything like that. I don't know. I'm hoping the final season will wrap up some of the stuff I'm I'm a little worried about. But, but until guys, then, uh, we're going to do a final episode. And kind of like a prediction where we think where it's going and give yeah. you a little of the insight of Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and all that. Yeah, a little season wrap-up and then a preview of what could possibly be coming. So, But until then, guys, we look forward to hearing from you and seeing you know, what the final episode has in store. But yeah, and come give us a little of your theorizing on what y'all think is going to happen in the upcoming Marvel Netflix series. Absolutely. And, I mean, cause I've not heard about Jessica Jones Season 2 or anything like that. So if I think it's still waiting to get greenlit, but it's pretty... I'm pretty sure it will. It got really high rating, so... Anywho, until then, guys, we're going to take it easy. It's Bleed TV, and I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. Later.